everyone, this is Virginia Parsons, your hangout mentor and the host of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show, where it is my passion and my purpose to help you, the entrepreneur, receive a gold mine of entrepreneurial tips, strategies, and advice to help you grow your business from inspirational businesswoman in the know. And I have just one of those women here today I'm very excited to bring onto the show to share with you all that she knows about relationship with money. None other than Morgana Ray. She'll be with us in just a moment. You know, it's important to me that this show provide a collaborative effort for women and men, my brother and sister entrepreneurs around the world. You know, I know your time is valuable and I appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today. So take a moment and just type in the comment section where you're hanging out from. How's your weather in your part of the country? I know parts of the country are getting nailed again. So I'm going to send a little sunshine and love from out here in Reno, Nevada, hoping that will warm your heart and your soul. And I'd also like to hear about what your passion is, what it is that you're doing in your life and what your entrepreneurial journey is. Because as we get to know one another and share that both here and out there on G+, and our other social networks, we will have a collaborative of supportive entrepreneurial women and men that can help uplift and inspire each other. So go ahead and put your comments in the comment section. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and sharing some of those with everyone today. Now today's show is sponsored by Hangout-Marketing.com where you can receive a free Hangout Marketing Assessment. Now this assessment will only take just a couple of moments and what it does is measure your skill set and your knowledge base in using this remarkable tool, Hangouts on Air, to brand, grow, and market your business so that you can reach new heights of visibility, social influence, and success. So all you have to do to take advantage of that assessment is text the word success. S-U-C-C-E-S-S to 307-269-2040. Now, if you're out of the country, all you have to do is go to hangout-marketing.com and the assessment will be there for you as well. So go ahead and take advantage of that, won't you? And you might even qualify for a strategy session with me. I'd love to be able to talk to you about your business and how to grow your business using Hangouts on Air. Anyway, thank you for being here. I'm just thrilled to have you here, and I'd love to let you know more about the wonderful Morgana Ray. 
She is an international wealth coach. She's a speaker and an author, and her international best-selling book, Financial Alchemy, is what this show's topic is all about. We're going to talk about honey money transformation tips. I can't wait to get into that because, you know, so many of us end up with money monsters in our life and I think Morgana is going to be just the person to help us transform those monsters into money honeys. We're going to talk about uncovering hidden blocks to your abundance and as I said transforming your relationship with money from the money monster to the money honey and a little bit about her revolutionary financial alchemy system. So I'm so excited and thrilled to have Morgana with us. Morgana, come on and say hi to our audience. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you because I know you've got lots of fabulous insights into this whole topic around money. I know you that you've been talking about it, coaching on it for many years now. And you know, I'm wondering how many of you who are viewing right now would say to yourself that you have a love-hate relationship with money. Do people come to you with that often, Morgana? Yes, yeah. The, here's the funny thing is everybody thinks we want to make money. We think we like money We, because basically everything we want to have, do, or be, money is, has its fingers in it. I've, I've been a personal and professional breakthrough coach for 19 years now. I, I was telling you, uh, I started back in 1996, and I've coached thousands and thousands of people on every continent around the world except Antarctica. I have not, I have not gotten through to the penguins yet. <laughs> and the number one excuse that I consistently see for what a person can't have, do, or be, the number one excuse is always money. So we think we like money, we want money for really obvious reasons, and money is the obstacle. It's the monster that keeps us from what we want. So what happens is we develop an unconscious negative relationship with money. And for all of the work that people do on their mindsets and their money stories and all that kind of stuff, that's not where we get our results. Our results are below the surface. So if we have any anger or resentment or insecurity that's related to money, we're going to protect ourselves from money, which doesn't make sense on a conscious level, but you see it in your results. Either you're not making as much as you want to make or should be making, you're not being paid what you should be making for the value that you give, you money comes and goes. Maybe you're fantastic at making money. I've coached people who make millions of dollars every year and still end in the red because they get rid of it or you're afraid of losing what you have. All of these are symptoms of a money monster. So what I want us to do while we're together for a very short period of time is to actually look under the hood and get really honest about what's going on. And this is how I get different from the law of attraction, which is all, oh, just think positive thoughts and pretend everything is okay and you'll get great results, is my very simplistic assessment of, of that way of working. Instead, this is alchemy, where we're really looking at what's not working so that we can change it. And the first step is to find 
the money monster, find what is blocking us from what we want, and it's never what we think it is. That's actually the fun part of this work. Well, that's very revealing in and of itself. I know that you had mentioned that basically your finances really do reflect your inner relationship with money and that your relationship money, the true relationship with money is more deep-seated than it is on the surface. So that's what you're getting at, isn't it? Yes. The cause of your financial problems is never really financial. <laughs> it's, you know, that's the symptom. But the cause of whether you aren't making enough or you lose it or you're afraid of losing it, those issues are deeper because money is really just made up. It doesn't occur in nature. It's just a shared sort of delusion that we've all agreed on that this purse is worth $5 and this purse is worth 5000 but they do the same thing. And what is real is what money represents and what I have found through the process of coaching so many thousands of people to make a lot of money very quickly real cash amounts like Carolyn Conniff made eighty six thousand dollars in under twelve hours and she's not alone if you go to my website at MorganaRay.com and you look at success stories it goes on and that's just the tip of the iceberg but what causes these breakthroughs is what money is the shift in what money represents and money represents our worth if you dig deeper our lovability and if you dig at the very deepest level our very right to exist our survival and those are the issues that drive our financial results and conveniently tend to also drive other results in life like health and romance and all of our relationships. So while we're going to focus on money, the side benefits are also very nice because it's all the same thing deep down. Exactly. It all connects. It all connects and I think that a lot of it has to do with coming from our heart and what we feel and believe in our heart uh, is really reflects all of our relationships in, in broadly. Let's talk for a bit about how you got to be coaching on money and why that became such a driving force for you and a little bit about your experience in challenges in growing and developing your own business. I know you're a very successful woman at this point and, and um, I'm just going to say because I'm just so impressed. Morgana just was booked on, I think she said 11 uh, network TV shows for interviews this past week. So she's got lots to share with us about money and relationships and love and marriage as well. But let's go back to the beginning a little bit, Morgana, and let people know where you came from. Well, first of all, it is the great cosmic joke that I've become so well known around the world for being simply the world's leading relationship with money coach. When I was in Bali in November leading my retreat and I was in that long line for immigration to get into the country, somebody in line bought my book in England, you know, that this this book here, the the bestseller. And and I get that everywhere I go. So and which is a lot of fun for me. But where I came from is money has always been the thing that never came naturally to me. Some people are born able to make money and that was not true for me at all. I was a good 
student. I did everything I was told. I followed all the rules, get good grades, go to a good college, get these certifications, learn these skills, learn how to market, get the website, the business card, the brochure, the tagline, the vision board, the millionaire mindset, the all of it. And I did all of that, and I did all of it really well. And I was not making money. I was getting great. This is the funny thing. I would coach people for free in the entertainment industry, and they would get TV series as actors and writers. They would sell films for millions of dollars, and people really wanted to be coached by me. But I had superhuman powers to repel money, and it was <laughs> painful, and I was paying for coaches and classes and flying out of town all the time without making money coming in. And I was doing everything I was told, and I was doing it really well, so it didn't make sense. In fact, and this was back in 2002, I took this class on overcoming sales objections where when somebody says, oh, I'd love to, but I can't afford it, or I don't have the time, or blah, 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 you know, there are classes that will teach you exactly what to say. So I took the class, and I was really good, and seven people in a row, I overcame their sales objections, they said yes, and none of them, zero, zero showed up for coaching or paid me, and that was when I lost my mind. I lost hope. I lost my desire to live. I felt so betrayed and discouraged and angry at life and, and hurt and sad and scared that with the Ivy League education and the certifications and everything I had done, I was struggling to make $100 a month in Los Angeles, which is currently the world's most unaffordable, or sorry, the country that is the most unaffordable city in the United States, right? And I was struggling to make $100 a month. I wanted to die. It's a, it's, it's a very dangerous place to be. I remember dragging the curtain shut in my tiny little bedroom and getting on the bed and screaming and crying. I hurt so much. I think that many people can relate to that, Morgana. They put their heart and soul into something, done lots of trainings, and they really feel they have something to offer to the world that can be life-transforming, and then <laughs> nothing comes of it, or not certainly what their expectations were. So I think it's really helpful that people hear this story from you as you are now so ultra-successful. Go ahead, people go on. want to hire me, and they'd ask me the most terrifying question ever created, which is, how much do you charge? and I would choke, and I was charging so little, but I was so afraid of hurting somebody. I was sure that nobody could afford my $100 a month for four hours of coaching like every week, you know, <laughs> and, and meanwhile, you know, clients are making hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars, right, but nobody could afford me in the end, I was sure, and I, and then I would think, and then I would think, but, and it wouldn't be spiritual to charge to help people, as if you should only charge to hurt people. I mean, I look back and I and I see the insanity of it. And then I would even even have thoughts like, well, Jesus wouldn't charge, and I'm Jewish. Mm. And we don't know if he charged or not because I wasn't there. So <laughs> it was a real mess. And in this dark place, I made two decisions. Uh, you know, thankfully I did not kill myself, but I was, I just really didn't want to live at that time because it hurt so badly. I felt so rejected by life. 
and I made the decision A that money had to be my next area of spiritual growth because I look at me you know <laughs> spiritual <laughs> Uh, and the other one was I got really curious about what was going on inside of me that couldn't be with money because it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. By the way, you said the most beautiful thing about coming from our heart. And I talk about a millionaire heart set because I don't think mindsets work. It's not that mindset is bad. It's just our conscious mind takes a lot of effort and it only works part-time but our heart works all the time and when we have when we're congruent when when we are coming from the heart our mindset organically follows without any effort so I want to go deeper than the head into what feels true because this is where we will always get our results and if our head says money is great and our heart says money has been hurting me my whole life I've been seeing people fight about it, I've been seeing animals abused, human trafficking, war, theft, bad things I see in my heart my heart will always win so I want us to change the heart set and I promise the mindset takes care of itself I love that. I love that. That just is, that totally resonates with me. And when you said the millionaire heart set rather than the millionaire mindset, I've got all sorts of responses coming on here. I'm just going to pop one up just so you can see it. Cynthia Gardner O'Neill, I so resonate with this because I think that there's a lot of conflict around money and your heart and deservability and that it's okay to make lots of money and still be a soulful or a spiritual or a heart-centered individual. So um, can we go into that a little bit about the conflict and how you can help resolve that conflict? Because I think there's many people here want to hear your advice on that one. Well, this is my favorite topic in the whole world. Like my tagline on my website, and I want everybody to go to MorganaRay.com and opt-in for the free video series to cover stuff that we don't get to cover today. Um, my tagline is make money by putting love first. What I needed for myself to be able to make money was I needed a paradigm where the more loving I am and the better person I am, the more money comes in. But in a realistic way, not some kind of airy, fairy, magical thinking although my results seem magical but I, I but they also really really make sense so I what I call my process now it kind of happened accidentally 13 years ago uh, wow <laughs> I've been doing this a long time and my results were instant the next day four people hired me at double what I ever charged and they just kept coming in and where I used to struggle to make a hundred dollars in a month now I make $100,000 in a month and go traveling the world marrying my husband a hundred times in a hundred countries. So, because that's what making money by putting love first looks like in my life this year. First I had to get really honest. I call this process financial alchemy because my definition of alchemy is the transmutation of lead in human experience into spiritual and material gold. 
And the first step of alchemy is called negredia, the blackening, looking for the lead, looking for the problem so we can separate them. What happens is when you've got both intentions going on at the same time, it's like driving with the brakes on. So to make money by putting love first, first we look for all the blocks. And I, and I started to talk about that earlier. Anything that ever made you feel unloved, unworthy, or unsafe, especially the stuff that doesn't look like it has anything to do with money. For instance, years ago, I was coaching a man we will call Tim. And this is for my guy folks in the audience, uh, because we love you too. Uh, Tim was playing doctor with another little three-year-old. They were just like three or four years old, little kids, checking out each other's parts because it's really interesting. It's still interesting. I still love to check out my husband's parts. And so they were just, you know, little kids. And then the mother walked in, and he had a reaction. He felt so much shame and and hurt and self-judgment. We have no idea what his mother thought or said or any of that anymore. But we know how he internalized it so that for decades it was negatively impacting his relationships with women and his relationship with money. That was the event that determined his relationship with money so that it would come and go all the time because he made a judgment about himself being unworthy. By the way, our relationship with money and our relationship with sex is so common and so tangled up together that it's it, there's it's the most it's a great place to look. It's it's one of those hot places to look. So we use that and those feelings and personify that as is money monster, not the money story. That's superficial. That's the symptom. We went deeper down, personified the monster, got rid of it, and when it was completely gone, invited in his new relationship with money, who is this beautiful, elegant European woman imaginary. And within six weeks, he made $1.5 million. Oh, my word. What a story. Pretty cool, huh? I love it. You guys hear that? <laughs> you gals hear it too because it relates to all of us. It's, it has nothing to do with gender. It has to do with self-worth, self-value. And you know, all the coaching I've done for years, that's one of the things that I always focused on too, is finding what we call that initial sensitizing experience that is limiting and sabotaging your beliefs and undermining your, your, your desires in life. I just want to bring up just real quickly um, Deborah Rock's comment here. So she says, so what you're saying is that we are self-sabotaging without even realizing it. Yes, and I have a very strong opinion on the whole idea of self-sabotage. I don't believe we ever self-sabotage. I don't believe we are our own enemies because that doesn't make sense. Our prime directive is to protect and survive. So when you are doing everything you can and you are not getting results, I believe, whether it's money or love or career, because I've done this on all of it. I did my own love monster before I met my husband. We are protecting ourselves, and we have very good reason. So you're not a failure. In fact, you're the most amazing success in the world at protecting yourself from what you want. And you, there's always a really good reason. It's not an accident. 
So the first job is to find out what that thing is, what that pain is that we are protecting ourselves from so that then you can get rid of it. Then you can personify it and making it a person instead of an idea or a cloud or a fiery pit or a big rock because I've heard all of these. Um, I've been around a long time. <laughs> when you make it personal, it becomes real in a way and visible to you in a way that it never was before. What happened to me way back at the beginning of my journey is after I had this dark night of the soul, my coach who had been coaching me for many months, one of I think the best coaches in the world, could not figure out what was wrong. And then moment of inspiration because he knew that now I was taking relationship coaching classes thinking, well, if I get that, then maybe I can charge. He used that in the most genius way one day. And he just said, Morgana, if your money was a person, who would your money be? And I saw my money was this big, scary, dirty, violent biker who terrified me. And I needed to keep, I could feel in my whole body, I needed to keep maximum distance between myself and this guy. And that was the first time in my life that my financial situation made any sense at all. So I had to get rid of the biker which was a new problem. Now I've got no relationship with money, but I need money to survive. Who could I want so much in my life, who would be so lovable, so wonderful, that I'd be willing to have this person in my life, even if it was money? And that was when my money honey showed up. Tall, dark, handsome, romantic young man wearing a tuxedo and carrying a bouquet of red flowers who was desperately in love with me. Whoa! How weird is that? I... N never experienced that idea that money would be in love with me. And, and I would ask you, how did that make you feel as opposed to envisioning the scary biker? It was yummy. And the weirdest piece was I was aware of how I had been breaking his heart. Oh. And so there was this tenderness and I felt, I felt apologetic for that because I didn't want to hurt someone because I loved him back. Not because he was cash, not because I wanted anything from him, but because he was lovable as a person. And I didn't want to abuse him anymore. So it's the more it's about the love and the less it's about the money, the better your results will be. Totally counterintuitive, but I've tested this thousands of times and that's how it works so now I've got this guy my money honey mr. handsome romantic lovey who wants to be with me and the other weird thing that I really experienced was how much power I had in the relationship it was up to me because I had been pushing him away all those years I had the power to push him away I have the body, I have the power in the relationship. So I asked him because I could feel how desperately he wanted to be with me, but it was up to me to allow that. So I asked him what he needed from me so that he could stay with me the way he wanted. And he told me that's the great thing about when you make money a person, you can talk. And then you don't have to be responsible for coming up with all the answers yourself because you got this hot person male or female depending on your preference and you go I'm feeling anxious what should I do 
And this gorgeous, lovable person doesn't have your hang-ups, doesn't have your money hang-ups, doesn't have any of your worthiness hang-ups. He looks at you and he thinks you are worth everything and he sees how creative and resourceful you are and you get a lot better information than when you're talking to your anxieties. So I asked him what he needed from me and he said two things. He said, I need you to love me. He just wanted to be loved. And he said, and I need you to stop treating me like a monster. So we negotiated what that would look like specifically because these are all kind of very vague, nice ideas. And we made a decision. I made a commitment to him that next time he brought me a present, which would look like a client, I would say thank you. Instead of being embarrassed about what I charge, I go, this is my fee. Isn't he beautiful? <laughs> and the next day, four people showed up and wanted to hire me. And it was really uncomfortable because I had years of habit in my mouth to talk people out of hiring me and no conscious awareness of it. And I couldn't do that again because it would hurt the guy's feeling. So instead, I said the most difficult thing I'd ever said in my life. This is what I charge. When do you want to begin? It got easier and easier because I got a lot of practice and I got a lot of yeses and with six, within six months I had more clients than I could hold in my brain and I had waiting lists and group programs and it just gets better and better. So the steps, if we could look at it from a very simplistic standpoint, because I know you've been developing your whole philosophy around this for years and years, it's an evolving process, but with everything that you know now, how could you wrap it into a nice, neat, simple package for people just for today? Some clear steps that they could take to start this transformation process. I have I broke it down into six steps so many years ago. Because when I teach, I tell stories and I actually speak directly to your unconscious to make changes happen now and to help you say yes to yourself. So these are, because I talk like that and I go all over the place, I had to create steps so that people could then go back and like have something that makes sense when I'm done. So step number one is uncover the root cause. That thing that hurts, whatever it is, the kids who teased you, the parents who were not ideal parents, the broken love affair, whatever it is that maybe the thing you did that you feel bad about. And you just look for the pain. More than facts or stories or whatever it is, wherever you have pain and shame, you just dig that up. Wherever you have issues with reality and life, you, you, you use whatever is makes you feel unsafe and lovable or or not worthy or like the world is not a safe place. Step number two is you personify the root cause as a monster. Like there's a puppet master who is behind the puppy mills and behind the Boko Haram kidnappers and behind the guy who called you fat in the sixth grade. You know, all of that. And then you obliterate the monster because it's a life and death thing. This is 
This is the voice that makes you not want to live. Do you want to you want to personify it in step two so you can see it and hear it and smell it and feel it real and you want it to be really big and bad. It's like a slingshot. The bigger and badder the monster is, the more tension and leverage you create to catapult you over to the opposite. That's brilliant. When it's gone, and you will feel it. It's like it's like pregnancy. You know, it is or it isn't. So it's like it's gone or it's not. If there's a question mark, there's still something there. Get rid of it. By any means necessary, it's imagination. You can use whatever you want. Then step number four is you meet the new money, the new relationship with money, the money honey. Years ago, I used to say create, but then that gets you in your head and you're controlling it. And it's like, oh, is it Denzel Washington or is, is it Johnny Depp? Oh, oh, you know, no, he just shows up like some sexy Yanni who isn't really your type, but this one's hot and you love him and it's great, right? I, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> it was, a client said, well, he looks sort of like Yanni, but sexy. And I, I just thought that was fun. Um, then you have step number five is you talk. You talk. You have a conversation with the money, honey. And if you did all the other steps well enough, this new person will be real enough that you'll be able to hear back. And then step number six is you take action. This, by the way, is really, really big. If you want real-world physical results, you need to take some kind of real-world physical action, whatever it is, whether it's you know, sending out an email or taking a job or getting a pedicure, you and your money honey will negotiate it and he or she will light up like a firecracker when you hit the right one and that's how you know. Well, I love this. It's very actually it's quite simple. That doesn't mean that it doesn't take some energy and some effort because you really do have to uncover some of these monsters and release them as you said. I like the idea of the slingshot. <laughs> Good way to get one really really big one. Mm -hmm. You know, and just load everything into that one. And it's okay to do it again over your lifetime. I highly encourage it. One of my favorite success stories is a woman named Athena Burke, who when she first came to me, she'd already slayed her monster and had, I thought, a pretty awesome money honey who told her to hire me. And when I looked at her financial situation, single mother, mountains of debt, including a mortgage, very little money coming in, and my heart was like, oh, I can't take her money, I don't want to hurt her, you know, because that's my default. That's my default even now. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the whisper of my money, honey, who said, respect her as an adult and let her make her decision. So I allowed her to hire me, even though it was uncomfortable. Thank God I did, because within just a few months, she was making tens of thousands of dollars working part-time while going on money moons with her money, honey, down to Miami. And... Since then, she has married a man who has the same name as her money, honey, and the same eyes. And she says, none of that would have been possible without this work. She hired me. I coached her privately for many months. And what made her, and I was actually coaching a group of women at that time, and everybody was having great results, but hers were a little more dramatic, and I asked her why. And she said that in four months, she had done the process 17 times. 
and only some of them with me. <laughs> and a bunch of the times just on her own. Because my desire is to teach you how to do it yourself, not make you dependent on me. Ugh. Teach you how to be like, you know, Buffy the money monster slayer on your own. And because and it's still the center of her spiritual practice. I guess it's what seven or eight years later. Uh so it's great when something feels out of whack or you've gotten complacent or a life challenge comes up, you have the skill. It's, okay, what monster is here now? <laughs> and then you go closer to your new money honey who may be the same or maybe something new. Yeah, which means you can have more than one money honey walk into your life. And that um, would also mean more, more than one source, I'm assuming. Well, yeah. I think that it's easier. Uh, I recommend having just one money honey at a time. I've coached people through like transitioning from one to another or managing multiple, but it's sort of, it's like a marriage. You know, the more you can focus your energy on just one person, the, the deeper the relationship is. Uh, like my, my husband likes to say, you can have a thousand experiences with, or you can have one experience with a thousand people or a thousand experiences with one person. So you really want to just have a real experience with this person until you outgrow this person. And then, you know, my money, honey, back when I began, is not my money, honey, today. My money, honey, today is... I think older, sexier, you know, just it's a different kind of relationship. But the, the first one lasted me a really pretty good long time. Oh, that's great advice as well then because I was a little confused when you talked about that she had done this process 17 times and that her relationship or image with her honey had transformed a bit through that period. But what you're saying is... Sometimes it changes, sometimes it's the same, but the experience is the money, honey, feels more real each time you do it. Okay, got it. It's more intimate, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So one of the last things that, that is still in my mind that I think is a great, you know, pack your bag moment from what Morgana shared with us is when she made the decision and the shift to say something, and this is about the taking action step in my mind, she made the shift to say, this is my fee, when would you like to get started? That's a very simple action step right there. Well, this is my fee, and, the, and then I would have to shut up. Because when you say that, then people are, people on the other end tend to get really silent, which means that it's my turn to like freak out and make up stuff all in my head, and it's a very useful skill to just shut up and let people tell you how they feel about it. Uh, because usually, in my experience, they're just working out how to make it work. And then they would say yes, and I'd be like, really? <laughs> Way back when. And, and then I would put them on my calendar. Very, you know, that was what it was like a very, very long time ago. 
Well, this is such wonderful, inspirational information. I really want to thank you for sharing all your tips and your life experience with us. I just want to share a few things before we go into the after show uh, uh, that are kind of some fun comments here from Christopher Rogelman. <laughs> a thousand with one is a lot more fun. Morgana, you might speak to your 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 weddings that you're doing. A hundred weddings in a hundred countries, just for a moment before we say goodbye. Oh, absolutely! All my husband's idea, and you know, I didn't meet him until I was 45, and I've been looking since I chased Brian Patterson under the piano on his fifth birthday party, and he was the older man. So <laughs> I was looking for a really long time, and and it was worth the wait. Don't settle, work on yourself, and then find your right person and then say yes. Um, I really just could not be happier. It's very exciting to hear. And I know you'll be posting pictures of, of your different event, wedding events around the world over yeah, the coming I've already year. done 11. Uh -huh. <laughs> the website for that is theforeverbride.com. <laughs> And yeah, I'm, I'm traveling all over the country over the next couple of months to Hartford, Connecticut, and Chicago, and Reno, and Arizona, and is there Texas? I don't think there's Texas yet. I can't remember. I just have to look at the list. Well, you better give me your dates when you're coming to Reno. <laughs> okay. Probably end of March, uh, beginning of April, in time for tax season, because they're also interested in me talking about the money honey stuff but it's you know uh, life is mysterious and wonderful and I could not even meet my husband until I did this exact process that I taught you today and and just took on my love monster again my core bottom line philosophy in life is when you're doing everything right and you're pursuing it and you're working hard and you aren't getting the result and it doesn't make sense it's not an accident. There are always really good reasons. And so the first step is to uncover what that is, what monster is there. And I have four free videos on my website at MorganaRay.com to get you started in the process and answer some really deep questions that come up. And also the blog, hundreds, hundreds of articles and videos about money monsters and money honeys to get you started. Well, that's wonderful. I'm just posting here, Morgana, so that anyone who wants to come in for a brief after show and ask you any questions, I've just posted that Love in it. the comment section. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for being here and being such, giving such valuable information because I know that this is one show where people are going to pick up this information and work with it. So make sure that you do plan to go to Morgana's site, MorganaRay.com, and pick up you know, all this wonderful free information. And she's got a book available, and I know you can find out a lot more about where she can be found and connected with and perhaps you may be the next one to have the pleasure of working with her. Yeah, shine that up there, Morgana. Yeah, I, I'm probably not visible unless I'm talking. And uh, for women, my 2015 Money Goddess event retreat is happening in May and started filling up before I had even decided to do it. <laughs> so I'm going back. Very small, limited to eight women. 
and I'm taking applications now. You can find the application um, on my uh, at beamoneygoddess.com, or you can find it uh, under uh, coaching and mentoring at morganaray.com. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. If you would like to come into the after show, I've already posted that link there. I know that there is a little delay, so it'll take you a moment to come in, but Morgana is um, so happily and graciously said she would stay on for a little bit longer to answer any questions that you have. So thank you all for being here. This has been an inspiring show for me, and I'm thrilled to have had you with us, Morgana. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Bye-bye now.